uh, we've got a situation today. Um, Nathan, who's a, an older gentleman, 78 years old, with an, uh, a situation he lost a significant chunk of his retirement savings working with a bad broker. You hear these from time to time. It's not real common in the market, but uh, uh, in this case, a former colleague of Nathan's had introduced him to a broker who was growing portfolios at an incredible clip. Sounds a lot like uh, uh, a a Ponzi scheme that we heard of 10, 15, (laughs) 20 years ago, right? Um, And uh, the colleague uh, retired early. Nathan was sure if he invested, uh, he'd be set for life and be able to do the same thing uh, and leave sizable amounts for his grandkids. Um, He was sold on the investments being no-lose, but in reality, they were highly speculative. Uh, Basically, it boils down to he didn't understand what what was going on with his investments. Yeah. So um, when he was working, he was making $250,000 plus per year in retirement. His AGI, uh, adjusted gross income, went from $200,000 to $50,000 as he had to significantly scale back. Um, Nathan is now living in a downsized apartment. He had considered moving in with his daughter, but he's he's found a way to make – make things work but uh you know it really is tough to see and quite often when you see those places where where folks have fallen prey to a to a bad broker um it is when they're a bit older and might not have the ability to bounce back from that significant time on your side right so you know we wanted to go through this uh one thing that that dr jeans always talked about is follow the money if uh, you don't understand what you're investing you in or invest how your in investment it. is going to make you money, you should probably avoid it. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, once in a while, you'll, like I say, you'll hear about these things. And and this situation doesn't seem as if it were that somebody was stealing his money, like would be going on with a Ponzi scheme where the advisor is uh, is directly taking your money and spending it on fun, exciting, exotic trips or yachts or whatever. No, but you do have to understand, you know, how your money's being invested, how they're getting paid, right. understand the risk of what they're doing, you, you know, and, and not all stockbrokers are bad and have bad intentions or anything like that, you know, but it's different being in a brokerage firm versus a registered investment advisor. Right. And yeah. we are a registered investment Correct. advisor. So by definition, we are governed by the SEC and a fiduciary. Okay. Exactly. And a fiduciary meaning I, that you have to put their needs ahead of your own right. at the, all times. The client comes first. No different than an executor or a trustee. Right. It's mm-hmm. the same held at the same standard. Whereas yeah, right down to the point where we have to watch closely on the expense ratios for the investments we choose for the individuals. Right. And and so, you know, if you're a broker, you are governed a little bit differently. That doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that they have to give you suitable investments. Correct. Many times they they're more transaction based. Um, You know, you just understand not, not all of them. That's not a blanket statement, but you just have to understand how they're getting paid. Are they getting paid because they're making trades in your account or because they're selling you product water how are they getting paid exactly and and in the uh, registered investment advisor uh, model actually the the billing is as as a fee based on the assets typically absolutely so uh, you you align uh, incentives meaning that if the client's uh, assets grow then 
your income would grow as well. Yeah. Sit on the same side of the table. Sit on the same side of the table. Exactly. The market's up, you make more money. If it's down, you make less. Right. Um, and and even if, if the market's down, I mean, it incentivizes the, the advisor to try to keep you from losing mm-hmm. your money and right. try to help them make more. So, you know, like I say, you, you try to adjust as well for those market conditions. But if you're dealing with a broker, especially one who's living off of a commission, it means that every time there is a trade, they get paid. So what you see often is, um, and maybe even with insurance companies, where you know some sort of an investment contract, whether it be an annuity or uh, you know just a straight up stock investment, uh, the more it pays, the more likely you are to be presented with some of those uh, type investments. So uh, you know it really is, as Shauna said. It, you know, we're not talking about every broker's bad. They're not. No. Um, but what we are telling you is understand who you're dealing with. Understand, you know, the the, the way that, that the uh, advisor gets paid and also understand what it is that they're pitching you before you buy it. So uh, in this particular situation, um, you know, there, there are uh, several things that uh, we did want to point out and <clears throat> the way that uh, uh, the way that we advise clients is is uh, substantially different we're not going to sell you a contract based on insurance or any other thing and tell you this is your retirement right uh, we would have you purchase securities right that are well diversified that work together uh, that will either increase your wealth um, if that is the goal or mm-hmm. based on your financial plan, if you're going to be using some of that money in the next 10 years, our 10-year rule would state that um, you put some on the sidelines in fixed income, and we still try to make sure that that fixed income portion, meaning you're buying bonds, uh, would grow at least you know, in the, in the range of inflation so that you don't lose purchasing power while that money sits there, right? Yeah. That's, right. Your, that's your no-lose money. Um, yeah, As and, and it's, it is it um, is high quality, so yep. we make sure that it's high quality. Or these days, I mean, uh, certificates of deposit that are tradable mm-hmm. on the market uh, are often our our uh, preferred investment. But um, all right, we've been talking about um, a situation wherein um, Nathan, 78 year old gentleman, uh, is struggling a little to make ends meet. Uh, he had invested or saved well uh but he fell behind due to the due to the practices of uh, a broker who really didn't have his best interest in mind obviously um but we did want to talk about probably the primary difference between just having a broker who's going to focus only on your investments uh and having a financial planner who will take care of uh helping you plan for your finances at the same time then helping you choose uh securities that will that will get you uh to achieve those goals that you've you've set on you know goals could be could vary uh whether it be you know a new house uh, a retirement goal um which is really the most common or even getting the kids to college but uh you guys just want to walk through what you do. I mean, first part is finding out where the individual is, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times people will come in and ask how they're going to invest the account. What are you going to do with my assets? And 
you kind of start off with you want to look at their full picture first, their financial plan, get their goals, and then after we had analyzed all that, then we would have the asset management discussion. What, do, what are we going to put you in? How are we going to allocate your account? Um, so it's almost like the last thing we do. We don't recommend a product. We don't recommend products anyway, but we don't come into the first meeting saying we're going to sell you this to right. solve everything. And we're really not selling anyone right. any Any product. Right. right. It's, uh, it's a matter of buying it for their account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have basically what we have is uh, various models that we've got set up. Some of them have... Uh, some of them are a little more aggressive than others. Um, uh, first steps, though, is we find out a little about the individual. We yeah, find I mean, out who they are. Exactly. Generally, you run a financial plan that tells us two things. It says, you know, this is you're living within your means. It's a means testing, you know, you meeting these goals based on your current assets, your income, your spending, and your long-term goals. Do, do you make it? If not, what do we need to do to change things now? Right you know, mm-hmm. so that you meet your goals. That's the first thing. The second thing is the target asset allocation with the 10-year rule, you know, right. so any money we project you need in the next 10 years should not be in the stock market or anything right. in growth type investments. Right. And so it gives us a starting point for a target allocation. But, you know, Logan and I see this all the time where people come in and they do have a financial advisor. I'm not picking on financial advisors, but, you know, they've run cash flows and they give them an allocation and that's it. But no one's looked at their estate plan. Do they have enough life insurance? Do they, you know, they look at the full true picture, right. you know, are your beneficiaries in line with it? It's, ev- it's a look at everything, yeah. um, you know, all insurance, estate, the whole financial picture. Right. Now, mm-hmm. you know, part of this story was uh, uh, the individual, Nathan, um, allowed the the broker to know that uh, don't want to take too much risk and then he saw uh, a lot of risk being taken in his account so what if just the opposite happens what if an individual comes to you guys and says you know what I want to make as much money as possible and you look at their situation and you say maybe that's not for you Uh, what do you do with that do you just invest them how they want well, I mean, you would you would give them recommendations based You're on what you. Try to educate them on yeah. our right. philosophy and how we would do it, and hopefully steer them to align with their goals. But yeah, so it's it's a, a huge piece of it, right? Sure. The investigation. Well, uh, but, and the and education. At the, end, at the end of the day, yes. it's their money. So you know, if they yeah. want us to do something a little bit differently, I mean, most of the time people come to you because they want you to advise them, not because they want to tell you how to manage it. Usually. Right. And that's very rare to have someone come in and say. This is what I want. This is what I want. But, you know, it does happen, and that's fine. And, you know, we obviously just document that the client directed this. and Yeah, and I assume you have those same conversations as to, you know what, when you take this kind of risk, there's volatility involved. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it it doesn't seem like who you are. What winds up happening, I mean, Shauna, I know I've been on calls with you about situations like this. Uh, The market gets beaten up in a a month, and... uh, they call and say, yeah, but I was supposed to be making all this money. I was investing aggressively. Why Why did my account go down so big? Because you're invested aggressively. And exactly. It's more and aggressive than the market. That's right. a long-term approach. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's still, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, as a financial planner, don't you feel at times like you're part-time psychiatrist oh, or absolutely. psychologist <laughs> absolutely. at least? Absolutely. Yep. And, it, you know, I think it's, it's And I'm happy to best. do that. And, you know, it's right. we are a, a firm that is an educational firm. We try to educate our clients, employees, everyone. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to sit down and they tell you the situation. And sometimes it is very, you know, like 
helping and counseling in marital situation or kid situation or what have you. Right. Yeah. The the thing that I think is is really um, interesting to focus on is is uh, long term histories, not so much the the year to year. Uh, you know, this is a point that I make quite frequently. It's a whole lot easier for me to tell you what I believe is going to happen to the stock market in the next 10 years than it is for me to tell you what it's going to do next year. And the reason being, the standard deviation of uh, S&P 500 returns on a year-over-year basis is about 19 to 17%, somewhere right in there. Uh, the standard deviation over a 10-year span is about 55 to 6.5%. Um, so I could tell you, you know, what what I think the next 10 years are going to be, and uh, theoretically, I should be a whole lot closer to hitting that number than I would be telling you next year. Now, it, you know, it is one of my duties to forecast what comes next, but uh, honestly, when you guys make a financial plan, what do you use as far as returns are concerned? The long-term historical averages. Right, exactly. exactly. So the 10-year rolling average is, mm-hmm. is the more right. common thing. And what is that return? Uh, 11%. Right. And right. that's what we assume retirement accounts. Right, I- including dividends and mm-hmm. everything right. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, inflation, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, 20 years mm-hmm. even, has been around 2 to 2.5%. It's been lower lately. Um, and uh, We assume 4.6%. Right, and mm-hmm. why would you do that? Just to be conservative. Exactly, it's more conservative. So you assume that the cost of things go up more. Uh, but in reality, over the last few years, as long as uh, the stock market has done um, that 10.5% or 11, 11% that we assume. And it has. Uh, and that way it's actually done even more so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take it from the bottom of our last recession, which was more than 10 years ago at this point, it's been over 13, almost 13.5% mm-hmm. on an annualized basis. Well, and to go back to something you said, the fixed income, you know, we're assuming 5% of the projections, but we're also assuming inflation rate of 4.6 percent right. so help offset some of the ex- assumptions so, exactly that we're so now. we're not getting that much in fixed income but inflation's not also there either yeah. so back to your point as long as we're keeping up with inflation exactly and and you know that's what we build into the projections right you know so you um it's it's probably wise to look at what a client has in their investments when they come to you initially Right. Mm-hmm. To see and ask them a few questions about those things. Well, I so, mean, I've had some clients come in, prospects, and they have a fixed income portfolio because they're conservative, and it's junk bonds. That's not oh, conservative. No. But they or, thought it was conservative because it was fixed income. Yeah. What mm-hmm. about bond funds with uh, leverage? And right. Exactly. Yep. That they, too. They think they have a bond, but which they do, but <laughs> uh, yeah. it's highly levered. Right. Yeah. So right. there's money borrowed on it. They've mm-hmm. got more invested in bonds than the cash that's in the fund itself. Right. Meaning right. that they borrowed money to buy the bonds. Exactly. And, and that's very common. And, and um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a way that these bond uh, investors, these portfolio managers can actually beat their chest and say, look, I beat the market. Well, you did, but you took more risk than the client wanted to take. Right. It's another one of those mismatches between, you know, what the client states uh, is their goal and um, what what they're actually doing in reality. And, uh, you know, if this raises any questions with anybody that's out there listening to us, like I say, in, in the case of Nathan, uh, it was uh, a late stage situation that uh, uh, made him have to alter significantly his way of life. 
uh, we'd hate to see you in that situation. Again, if you wanted to talk to somebody about your particular situation, you can call us, 770-429-9166. You could talk to Logan Daniel, or you can ask for Shauna Theriault, both of whom can uh, straighten you out. I'm just the investment guy. These (laughs) these folks tell me what to... uh, what to buy for their clients, whether it be an aggressive portfolio, whether it be a conservative portfolio. And we have clients in, in various stages. And, Absolutely. you know, some of, the, some of the situations that we wind up talking about, often we'll have a client come to us who's been a great saver and they don't spend much money. And that usually seems to be synonymous, right? Right. They've yeah. saved a lot of money and they've, they've uh, developed good habits over the years. They don't spend much money. They've got plenty. Uh, at this point, they're saving for their grandkids, and they still want to be just conservative as right. you know as they can be. Right. And you have to have that weird conversation. Hey, have you thought of uh, spending more money? Spending a little more money, or investing in a way that's a little riskier, so that you might grow. Because now you're investing for another generation, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's some of the weird conversations that we have. Uh, that you might not think about, but uh, definitely, if uh, if you can't sleep at night because you're worried that your portfolio is going to fall too much, you're probably taking too much risk. Definitely call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.